When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. A throw down field. Yes! The quarterback's got enough. Your quarterback is really not good. This is life in the big city. You're not in Utah anymore. And whatever's going on in his skull, it's just that when his first read is covered, he's lost. The Rich Eisen Show. The one to McCourty, just throw the ball out of bounds, man. Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Patriot Safety, Jabril Peppers, plus Emmy Award-winning actor Tony Hale. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Man, lots of news a-popping as we come on the air in hour number two here on this Tuesday, first day of November in 2022 on Channel 210 on the Roku Channel which you can get on every Roku device, Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV. We're free on all of those platforms. We're free on any Roku, uh, on on the Roku app, which has the Roku channel on it and the RokuChannel.com. So desktop, mobile, and then, of course, watching us on uh, your television. You can see this show. You can listen to us on Sirius XM and Odyssey and this terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us. We always appreciate uh, everyone who uh, puts us in the ear gate over terrestrial radio across this great country of ours. Our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you might miss. There's also the Rich Eisen Show collection on Roku. Albert Breer is about to join us here on the program. It's trade deadline day in the NFL. As soon as we're off the air, there's one hour to go, and then that's it uh, for trades to be made in the 2022 season. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, from uh, the Worldwide Leader in Sports sending out a Woj bomb moments ago, just as we were going off the air in hour number one. The Nets and Steve Nash have parted ways. That's it. Uh, decision was mutual. The Nets are like, please go. And Nash is like, please send me out and pay me off. I want out of here. And the Nets won last night. <laughs> wow. And the Nets won last night. All right. So here's what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to go through the rest of this hour as we planned. Right. Uh, the third hour of this show, uh, we've got Mr. Tony Hale in studio in hour number three. Love it. Uh, the top of the next hour, we'll chew into the subject matters. Sounds great. But we've got, uh, at the moment, here to kick off hour number two on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is our friend from the MMQB and Sports Illustrated, Albert Breer. How are you doing, Albert? Yeah, normally I would say like the parting ways, like verbiage on a firing is, BS, but in this case, it's actually believable. Yeah, it's mutual, <laughs> mutual. They're like, it's not working here with you anymore, and he's just like, I don't want to work here anymore. So I guess this is this makes it perfect. Yeah, um, absolutely. And pay, please pay me off, and let's go. Um, I'm assuming that's the way it all worked out, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. It's trade deadline day. Uh, TJ Hawkinson going from the Lions to the Vikings in the first hour of our program with just mere hours to go uh, and a swap of picks. Um, I know the Lions uh, are are maybe ready to tap out on this season and Dan Campbell might feel differently, but uh, in division, that one is a a shocker to me. I don't know why, you know, I know you want to try and uh, get picks, but Hawkinson uh, uh, in division, that – 
maybe did they they hold up the Vikings for more than they could have gotten from somewhere else because they are in division? Is that what happened? Well, there? the really interesting thing is, um, and Rich, you were sitting on the set right there when it happened. This is the second time they've pulled off a blockbuster deal together because if you'll remember, hmm. it was the Lions that the Vikings, or was there, it was the Vikings that the Lions traded up with to get Jamison Williams in the draft last year. So that piece of it's interesting that now these two teams in this in division with each other have done two pretty significant deals with each other. Um, I mean, look, like I, I, I don't think it's a great um, indication of where the Lions are right now in year two under Dan Campbell. Obviously, they've only got one win on the year. Um, and the, willing, the, the willingness to pull the plug on a player who, I, you know, maybe hadn't lived up to the top 10 billion, but is a really, really good tight end um, is interesting. And I, I, I think with the Vikings, it's interesting talk, like thinking back to my conversations I, I had with, you know, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, their first year GM, and Kevin O'Connell, their first year head coach, over really the last like seven or eight months in how much they liked what they were walking into, right? Like they were, I mean, this wasn't just not a teardown. It was like we really liked what Mike Zimmer and, and, and Rick Spielman left behind for us here. And it was the locker room, it was the talent level, it was all of it. And, you know, Kevin, you know, made a conscious decision. Quasey made a conscious decision that they wanted to double down on the core and Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and, um, you know, Dalvin Cook and, you know, on defense, Kendricks and, and Harry Smith and all those guys. And, um, you know, I think it just sort of shows you that, you know, a, a new coach and GM come into a place, you don't have to tear it down. And they've gotten great results. I don't think people realize this. There are three games in front of the Packers right now in the uh, in the NFC North. So, um, you know, certainly I think it's uh, it, it, sh- it I think it should and will give that locker room a really nice jolt and showing them again, like the guys in charge here really believe in you. And, and, and the Vikings now, I think become a pretty real threat in a wide-open NFC. Well, I'll tell you what, Albert. Uh, I'm definitely well aware that the uh, Vikings are on top of the Packers by three-plus because they've already beaten them, and Packers fans sure are, and this might not be evergreen to last the day. Once the trade deadline hits, though, maybe it would be. What well, What is the philosophy here with Brian Gutekunst? you got a quarterback who could not have made more bones publicly about the young kids on the team either not being professional enough to study or prepare or care um, while also coaching the kids up by saying maybe we can do it together in Buffalo you know and then we did see some kids score in Buffalo Um, but put it all together for me about the Packers thought process to get Rodgers some of the help he needs and perhaps shore up a defense that's been hit around a bit last couple weeks yeah yeah I mean I I think they still believe in the talent on defense like they have seven first-round picks on their defense, mm-hmm. seven homegrown first-round picks. So um, I think they still believe that the talent's there and, and that they've played well enough in spots and they'll be okay. Offensively, they're in a really interesting position because I think the Adams trade hit them a little harder than maybe they suspected. And it's interesting when you talk to guys who've coached against them, right? Like some of the teams that, that have beaten them over the last few weeks, what you hear from – you know, guys on the defensive side of the ball is they're still not motioning very much, which is sort of an Aaron Rodgers thing. It's definitely not a LaFleur thing. But Aaron is like Peyton Manning in that he wants the offense to be stagnant so he can look at the defense and he can kind of decipher what the defense is doing, which is how some elite quarterbacks are. You know, well, the problem with that is if you play that way, then you have to have receivers who can beat man coverage. And right now, I'm not sure they have that guy. And it was okay 
um, during Matt LaFleur's first three years in Green Bay because you had Devontae Adams to do that. If you have one guy who can do that, well, then it changes the math for everybody else. Um, but the fact that they don't have that one guy who can do it right now and they hope that Dobbs and Watson grow into becoming that guy, I think it's become a pretty real problem for them. And so I think for Gutekunst now and, and LaFleur too, the question is, can either Dobbs, Watson, or both turn into that guy by the end of the year? If they can't, then you have to go get help. And, you know, so I think, like, what you're looking at now is maybe a Chase Claypool. Um, you call on D.J. Moore. I don't think the Panthers want to give up D.J. Moore. You call on D.J. Moore. You know, they have talked to the Steelers about, about Claypool. I think the price tag would be around a three. I think that's something you probably would consider doing. Um, and then, you know, I think if those things don't work, then you're probably looking at potentially Odell Beckham down the line. Um, but there's no question that, that the Packers have to do. I think they have to do something at receiver. And, you know, it's either going to be A, bringing in somebody from somewhere else, or B, like just deciding to have faith that guys like Dobson and Watson, guys like Dobbs and Watson are going to come along over the next two months and be in a position where they can be a little bit different than they are right now here as we stand on November 1st. Albert Breer here from Sports Illustrated on trade deadline day of 2022 of the NFL season here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, and, you know, we, we might see big trades happen today, maybe not. Um, and uh, I don't think any of them are going to have nearly as lasting an impact. And I know cool Robert Quinn got traded and I know Roquan Smith got traded. Um, yep. uh, clearly the McCaffrey trade, not just because he wound up with the Niners, but the fact that the Niners and Rams were in it together we already even have seen the results uh, of yeah. that trade and, and how it affects one team and, and then the one that didn't get him as well just last week. Um, you, yep. You've made a lot of, uh, of uh, news, Albert, talking about the Rams and their process uh, of trying to um, get somebody from Carolina. What, 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 what is the Rams' philosophy here, and what did they try to do with Brian Burns and also for McCaffrey? What do you got for me on that subject matter? So, yeah, I mean, I think the way the Rams view it right now is they've got a core of Four players, really, realistically, what we're talking about here is is Stafford, Cup, uh, Donald, and Ramsey. Um, and I think there's also, you know, an acknowledgement, and you know, this is something that I've talked about the last few months. Um, Sean McVay's future with the team is probably tied to those four guys. And in all likelihood, when those guys are gone, McVay is going to be gone too. And so, you know, I think the way that they look at this is we have to do everything we can to maximize what we've got right now because we've got a special, special coach and we've got a special core of players. And maybe that lasts for another year, maybe it lasts for five. But whatever that period of time is, we need to get the most out of those guys right now. And that's why like a 2024, 2025 first-round pick wouldn't be as valuable. That's why their picks in 2023 aren't as valuable. And so that's why you know they made a very spirited run at Christian McCaffrey uh, the Niners wind up getting him for a second, third, and fourth round pick in 23 and a fifth round pick in 24. Um, the Rams' offer was really close to that. It was a it was second and third in 23, a fourth and a fifth in 24, and Cam Akers. The Panthers decided they wanted the four in 23, and that wound up being the tiebreaker. Um, but you know they made a very, very real offer to the to the Panthers to try and get Christian McCaffrey out of there. And, you know, and, and as part of all of this, they wind up making a monster offer for Brian Burns, too, with more than two first-round picks. So, where, When were you know, those first-round picks, Albert? Were they, were they 
Like for it wasn't three first round picks, but it was more than it, it was more than just the two first round. But picks. when twenty four and twenty five, twenty four and, and twenty five, so, okay, and twenty four and twenty five, and so you know, I, I like I, I look like they that they've made no secret that they want to go get pass rush help, and that that's part of where they are right now is that they want to go get an edge rusher to replace what they lost with Von Miller going out the door, and you know Burns would give them a guy who's under contract for the next year and a half, and that they could sign long term and. You know, like they, it wouldn't be all that different from the juncture at which they got Jalen Ramsey, right? Like when they got Jalen Ramsey, it was with a year and a half left on his rookie deal. They wind up signing him to an extension. It'd be very, very similar to that. And it would be on the premise we believe we're going to be really good for the next couple of years, continue to be good for the next couple of years. And so if you're talking about, you know, the 25th or 30th pick in the draft in 24 and 25, there's no way we're going to get a Brian Burns type of player out of that. So that's sort of where they are right now. Again, I think it's just all in on that core of players. And it's not like, you know, like F them picks. It's more about just being all in on a group of people you have in the building right now that you believe are a special group of people and obviously validated that with the Lombardi Trophy just a few months ago. Man, what a – I mean – what a juncture right now for the Rams. Um, so there's two other questions I, I, I have for you. One is associated with the Rams, and the other one uh, involves another West Coast team, Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. What, what is the status of Odell Beckham here on this trade deadline day, and how does it affect things, best you can yeah, tell? Here. I, yeah, everything I've heard on him, I mean, it's, it's kind of tricky because, you know, if you're, you know, a team and, you know, like say you're Tampa or Buffalo or – Green Bay or the Rams, like one of these teams that's at least, you know, touch base with him. You know, I think part of it is there is some unknown if he, you know, decides presumably he'll wait past today, right? So, like, if you don't make a move today, obviously you can't do anything else on the trade front. You've got this one piece. Could wind up being a really significant piece based on how he, depending on how he comes off of the knee. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're not assured of that, right? Like, so that's what I think makes it tricky. That's why... You know, like, if you look at the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs go and get Kadarius Tony when they got him. And a, a part of that was, like, yeah, they were interested in Odell Beckham, but they don't have a lot of cap space, and they had a need for a pass rusher. So it sort of allowed them to check that box rather than waiting around and then turn around and start looking for a pass rusher, which is where the Chiefs have been. So, you know, it, it's sort of a weird spot for the teams that have been in touch with Odell Beckham. And I think Beckham's, it seems at least, like Beckham's approach here is whatever's best for him, he's going to get to that point by being able to collect the most information. And by being a free agent right now, like waiting allows him to collect that information. So instead of, you know, making a leap of faith to a team that is a real contender November 1st, is still going to be in that position a couple months from now, which, you know, I mean, we can make reasonable assumptions about certain teams. If you wait until you're closer to being at full health and ready to go, you're going to have a clearer picture of where the Rams are, the Packers are, the Bills are, the Bucks are, the Chiefs are. And that's going to allow you to make a better decision for you. So um, I think that's sort of where it's at right now. And, um, you know, I, again, like I think for Beckham, and I, and I don't disagree with the strategy, the strategy is sort of, I can, you know, by waiting, I can kind of give myself a more clear view of where each team is. 
closer to when the real big games are being played. Last one for you, Albert. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders don't lead the league in much, but they already yeah. lead the league in disappointing losses, followed up by uh, confabs between the owner and the coach in private that apparently don't amount to any hot seat. That's uh, and, and the announcement comes um, after that meeting between Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis. Yeah, that's another, he's going to be your coach here for a while. Um, that's now multiple times, I think, have happened this year, or at least uh, one time there Davis had to say something. What is going on in Vegas, best you can tell? Right now, I, I think they're going to be all right. Uh, you know, and I, I think Josh has honestly like kind of equipped himself well for this. And you know, I yeah, I mean, as you know, I've spent a lot of time with him since he got that job. And I, I just you know, I, I look at like how he you know, has emphasized building relationships and making sure the right foundation is laid, and all the stuff he learned from Denver. Um, you know, I I know one thing he kind of emphasized to me is nobody's going to know whether or not I've changed until the bleep hits the fan right like and like well, it seems see, like it has like, hasn't it i mean yeah yeah and i mean and, and that's the thing is like people aren't going to know and he's and he and he said to me i promise you like i'm not going to be the guy who's going to come in and flip the mo- the commu- computer monitor over in the in the meeting room when things don't go well and so like i i think that there's going to be i think this is going to be an interesting test of where he is and who he is and how much he's grown i think he's grown a lot and I think that they've got some issues that they knew were issues that are bigger issues than they thought they were. What's like that? The, the structure of the team up the middle of the defense, I think has been a huge one for them. Like right up the middle of the defense, they've got holes. I think they thought those were manageable, that they would be able to, out, to, to, to build big leads with their offense and kind of mitigate that where, you know, your corners and your edge players are more important if you can kind of get other teams down and their offense hasn't, which hasn't come along fast enough for that to happen. But I, I still think that there is a belief that they're going to get there. And so um, I, I believe Mark Davis when he says, like, we're not thinking of pulling the plug. The one caveat, and I know this is sort of a long-winded answer, the one caveat there mm-hmm. would be I do think, you know, you're seeing it in college football now with uh, the way the television money, I think, affects like schools' willingness to pay these massive buyouts, right, to get rid of guys. I think the same sort of dynamic is, is 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 starting to exist in the NFL too, where the massive television money has made it so for an owner, the idea of a one and done and eating three or four years of a coach's contract is more workable mm. than it was in the past. But I don't think that that's Mark Davis's mindset right now. Thank you, Albert Breer. You treated this segment like JT Tui Molowau treated uh, Penn State. <laughs> Did I say the name right? Tui Molowau, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I guess that's better than Michigan State handled things on Saturday, right? No, you know what? I I, I choose to, you know, uh, cast a spotlight on the positives for your team and your school. How does that sound? Well, no, 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 no. I'm I, I'm I'm saying I'm with you on the situation that unfolded uh, on Saturday night. Okay, I, like I, no, I I'm that. with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say let's just say let's let's just hope that I that I could hit Blake Quorum. Uh, levels of explosiveness with, mm. with, the, with the segment there. How about oh, that? You, very good. Uh, by the way, uh, a little tip for you. Chris Brockman, give him give, give him this to see if there's any tea leaves here. Yeah, what according to uh, local reporters, Albert, Brandon Cook's not spotted at Texans walkthrough. Today. Anything? What do you think? Anything? How about that? How about that? Well, I will say that there are some teams interested in him, but the price tag was too high. He's got an $18 million guarantee next year. That's a problem. Other teams don't want to take that on. 
my understanding was the Texans were asking for a second round pick and another pick on top of that. Wow. Which at the time was too rich for people's blood. Now, does that price tag come down from like a two and a four to maybe a three and a five? Maybe that could change some things. But he's another one that like like what we were just talking about, Rich, with you know the the, the, the certainty of getting a player like that in versus like the the potential magic of what Odell Beckham could bring, but you don't know if you're going to get him. And that's sort of what some of these teams are sorting through right now. Okay, very interesting. Interesting stuff, I guess, in terms of eating his salary. Got to check with Derrick Henry since he owns the Texans. We'll have to see if that's... Uh, yeah, how about that? Did you see that stat, by the way? That he has more 200-yard games against the Texans alone than any other player in NFL history has against everybody? That's right. <laughs> so- that is the most. That is one of the most amazing stats it I've is. ever seen. Like that is unbelievable. Albert, take care of yourself. We'll chat again soon. Thanks again for the time. All right, thanks, Rich. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a quick break, and the phone line will light up, and it'll be Jabril Peppers of the New England Patriots. Oh yeah, he also was a Wolverine too, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Looking to buy a new home? Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options and resources that help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal will contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance, and that is not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you, so the home loan process is as 
smooth an experience as possible. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after September 16th may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs. Apply to closing with no cash back and subject to loan program. Maximum contribution limits. Terms subject to change. Ask your loan officer for details. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. A couple minutes away from Jabril Preppers calling into the program here from the New England Patriots. Let's go to Tim in Florida. He's been hanging on for a while. What's up, Timothy? You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, Rich. How are you? What's going on? Not too much, man. First time, lifetime. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a bit bow, of bow, a bow, higher bow. register question, uh, possibly. If Geno Smith keeps up this, like, out-of-his-mind play this year, uh, what do you think the chances are maybe he gets an MVP vote? <laughs> That's a good uh, higher <laughs> register. I appreciate that. Um, I, look, the MVP of this league is going to be Josh Allen. That's the end yeah. of that. And I think uh, we're, we're seeing it. One of my scary uh, storylines from week number eight is the fact that he uh, he threw two interceptions at home and still beat the Green Bay Packers by 10. So, um, but I, I, I look, man, and I, I think what Geno Smith is doing is simply remarkable and is one of my favorite stories. And, and I think... You know, if they do, I, I don't know the exact, and thanks for the call, Tim. I, I don't know the exact qualifications for comeback player of the year. I, I think that maybe we need to look that up at some point and read what the exact qualification is because does it require you to come back from an injury? Because he's coming back from the bench. Yeah. He's he's coming back from him being a backup. Him being a backup, getting punched in the face and losing his job, losing his York. job, I mean, and and you know? and having a, a difficult time coming into the league and being born into this league in a with a franchise that wasn't ready to figure out well enough for him what he can do. He might not have been ready mature maturity wise. All right, from what I can now see, it's, here, now it's uh, working. For him. It says it's given to the player, quote, who shows perseverance in overcoming adversity in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year, overcoming a severe injury, or simply poor performance. So he qualifies. I mean, but right? it's, his performance wasn't poor last year. He, he actually have, he, he he comported himself. Well, he comported himself well when Russ was injured. True. You know? He he did what a backup quarterback supposed to do, which is keep you competitive in games and maybe win. But is is it perseverance and overcoming adversity? Is that how we're gonna kind of uh, gerrymander him? Well, to get the this adversity award, was like? what being drafted by the Jets and Rex Ryan was your co- was your coach. I guess I don't know. Let's turn on Get Up and see what know. Rex has to say about it. <laughs> All the old Jets who are commenting on the current Jets right now. I don't want to go any further, but you know what I'm saying? Like, can you give that award to somebody who just wasn't a starter and lost his starter's job years ago and was a second round draft choice and is finally getting an opportunity and making the most of it? Saquon to Saquon? Yeah, I don't think he should qualify either. He did play 13 games last year, right? I think he might have played more, but he's the overwhelming Vegas favorite right now, Saquon. And Gino is four to is, one. And, is there somebody know. who's who was in fact hurt all last year and is balling out right now? Like Christian McCaffrey, kind of now. He's not a comeback player of the year. It's a kind of an interesting conundrum here, because Saquon played most of the season last year. 
He did. He just, you know, he just was good. still, he still wasn't himself or he was still overcoming the adversity of being, I mean, of having Mc- Dave Gettleman's players drafted to try and block for him. Christian McCaffrey only played in seven games last year. He's not a guy. He, come on, man. Really? If he, really? Comeback so, player of the year. He only had 343 yards rushing he, he last year. Because he soft tissue injury. You know what I mean? Like this is where somebody, like Dak, broke his leg. Yeah, like an you know Alex I mean? Smith situation. Yes, like that's that normally thing. what it is. Like a, yeah. I'd be more inclined to give it to McCaffrey than Geno or Saquon. If McCaffrey does what he did the past two weeks in San Francisco for the rest of the year, he'd get my vote. Gino said this year, don't call this a comeback story. It's literally what he said to us. I've been here for years. Right. And I've been, I've been fine. I'm good. But he is truly terrific. He is running this offense. They are moving it. Kenneth Walker obviously helps that they can run it. As well. Ryan in Seattle, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Rich. Um, I actually got another uh, Geno Smith question for you, a little bit derivative. Um, but now that it seems like Geno Smith is balling and Russ can't cook SpaghettiOs, uh, they're going to have pr- two pretty good first-round picks this coming year. Uh, but Geno Smith doesn't have a contract at the end of the year. So if you're the Seahawks, what do you do? That's a good question. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't know. Thanks for the call. Uh, I mean, so much more football left to be played. Yeah, there's a whole half of the year right obviously. now. Seattle, because Russ cooked in London at the end of the game. That pick is now tenth overall. Yeah, tenth overall. So Russ, isn't that amazing? Russ struggling benefits Seattle big time. They're tenth overall right now. Uh, I, I I don't know. It really depends on if there's a quarterback that might sit there tenth overall, like with that with that Mahomes like talent that they can hook up to and yeah. hope once again that their rookie quarterback turns like into Russ right away. I don't know. I I I really like what they're doing with Geno, and I think you could see the leadership too. And you they're 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 really tight knit group. Did you see that video that ESPN put out? With Oz the Mentalist, did you see that, Chris? No. Pete brought a mentalist into uh, into the their meeting, and it was dynamite. I tweeted it out yesterday. The whole team went nuts. The whole team went nuts. What and you could see they were just a tight knit group. Well, you know, he was reading minds and doing things that looked like magic tricks. To be very honest with you, the leadership. Doctor Oz did all this. No, not oh. that doctor. Oh. Oz the mentalist. Oh my bad. My yes, bad. the leadership thing is important. I feel like for him, it's a, one of his. Best I think you're seeing him on the bench talking to the, some of his receivers. I, I really love what he's doing. Joining us here on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line is uh, one of my favorites from back in the day. Uh, I saw him uh, last, I think, on the field at Michigan when I was the honorary captain. Chris, right? Did you see him that day? He almost separated my shoulder because I got in the way of him uh, trying to catch punts in pregame. Get out the way. Wow, I didn't know that that was happening on that day. Basically ran me over. It was my fault. I was in in the way. By the way, do you know that was seven years ago in 2016? We're old, man. Jeez. (laughs) Joining us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line from the New England Patriots, fresh off the dub against the New York Jets, is Jabril Peppers. How you doing, sir? Chris, appreciate you for having me. How you doing? How have you been? Been good, man. I've been, I've been doing well. Okay. How How is it uh, being uh, coached by Belichick? Give me some good stories. You got one, Jabril? <laughs> right off the uh, bat. 
it's just a great experience, you know, to be able to learn from the best, you know, to soak up the knowledge from him each and every day. Um, but, you know, he's just real big on hard work, fundamentals, and, you know, just doing your job. You know what I mean? So I don't really have too many stories right now. <laughs> well, what was it like in the locker room? Uh, uh, Robert Kraft coming in handing him a game ball because he passed George Hallis second on the all-time list after beating the Jets. Your bro. Oh, it was a great moment. You know, it was a great moment for him. You know, I'm happy we could get that done for him. Um, you know, but he knows like we know there's still more to be had, you know, so we just got to keep putting in the work. And, and you showing up in New England and figuring out uh, what your role is there. What is your role there in New England, in your estimation, Jabril Peppers? Uh, you know, we have a, a very deep room, very versatile guys, you know, both cornerbacks and safety positions. So, you know, week to week it changes, you know, based off what the opposition does well um, and, you know, based on the skill sets that, you know, they have at their disposal. So, you know, week to week it changes. So, you know, I can't even really give you an answer. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. Um, and what what is the, the sense within that locker room about how good this team can be? You've been on some good teams before, and you know what it's like. What do you got for me on that front? Uh, you know, we just we just know we just have to put it all together. You know, we, we, we haven't been playing our best ball. Um, you know, we have to play better complementary football. You know, we've got to take care of the football a little bit better, have to get more takeaways, and you know, so that's where our mindset is. You know, how can we keep doing what we do well and, you know, eliminate the bad plays that kills us? So yeah, that's that's our mindset right now. Jabril Peppers here on the Rich Eisen Show from the New England Patriots, fresh off the win against the New York Jets. What did you guys talk about in the film room? What you saw on film from Zach Wilson that you were able to execute on the field? What did you see out of Zach that you thought that you could exploit and execute? Well, well, you know, Zach's a, good, Zach's a good quarterback, you know. He can make the throws. You know, they have a talented receiving core. Um, so, you know, we just wanted to mix up the looks, you know, disguise things here and there, you know, put the pressure on them and, you know, make them make good decisions back there. And what 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 was the conversation about his decision-making ability going into the game? Uh, you know, we knew we got some pressure on him. Um, you know, it, it'll be chances for us. So, you know, we, we just had to, you know, make them when they came, man. You know, we made them. So, you know, we see those guys in another another week or two. We have a good Indianapolis team coming up right now that we have to get ready for. But, you know, uh, you know, divisional games always, you know, mean a little more. You know, it, juices were flowing. You know, the stadium was packed. So, you know, it, it was a definite definitely a good experience to go out there and execute the game. Jabril Peppers here on the Rich Eisen Show, first-round pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, now with the New England Patriots here on the program. Are your days playing offense over? I mean, we don't know. You know, we don't know yet. You know, I like to think I still got it. <laughs> okay. H- uh, have you, you know. voiced that? Have you voiced that within the halls of Patriot Press? Uh, have you voiced nah, that? No, nah, no. Nah. You know, I haven't been voicing that. Let me you know, voice it. Like, Let me voice it. Do you want to play offense? Would you want to get a couple snaps on the offensive side of the ball? Right now, I'm just focused on what I could do on the defensive side of the ball to help us keep winning ball games. Right now, you know. Um, okay. You know, we have at least half the season left. You know, so we gotta we gotta kind of kick it up into another gear. I understand that. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to create any problems. I'm trying to pound the table for you. I've seen what you can do on that side of the ball. <laughs> I've seen that. 
appreciate you, Rick. Okay, oh, very good. Um, and uh, what did you think of what do you think of the current Michigan Wolverines, Jabril? What do you think? They look good. You know, they're running the football. You know, they're winning the they're winning the war in the trenches. You know, Blake Blake Corman is elite back there. The things that he can do with the ball in his hands. You know, JJ is making all the throws. That defense is playing well. So you know, I'm I'm excited to see. You know, they still have to get better, but you know. Harbaugh definitely have those guys ready to go each and every time I tune in. So, you know, it's definitely great to see. Well, somebody who was on that team watching the Michigan State punt in slow motion, um, <laughs> and I, I still have nightmares of that uh, <laughs> finale. <laughs> right. But what, what did you think of seeing that uh, Paul Bunyan trophy wearing uh, May's pants on uh, uh, Saturday a, night? That's where he's supposed to be, man. That's where he belongs. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy the guys got the job done. Um, you know, and you know, hopefully they continue to improve. Okay. And what do you think against Ohio State this year? You think you can get two in a row? <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk for real here. <laughs> what do you got for me? <laughs> we're gonna see. You know, we're gonna see. You know, it's, it's you know, we play those guys the last or the second to last week of uh November. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we still have a little bit little bit of time left, you know, to keep chopping at the bit, keep you know, making those minute corrections to keep getting better. So, you know, but I like our chances for sure based off what I've seen. Okay. Well, as we all know, um, it's it's a, a big game coming up this weekend uh, in New Jersey. Um, that's where you're from, Jabril, uh, taking on Rutgers this week. If I'm not mistaken, did you score all 70 points against Rutgers that, <laughs> that game a few years ago? Did you score all of them? <laughs> Forget. No, no, I did it. I did it. I think I, I think I might have had one or two of them. Though. I think I remember. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get you out there on the offensive. Go into Belichick's office. Tell him I sent you. Okay, you know, tell tell B squared. Uh, look, I can give you some reps here, Coach. You know, do you want me to send him the film? I could do that. I can. I can. I could send him a link. What do you think? Some tell me. Some tell me he's watched all the film he can watch. Okay. Very good. Okay, well, it's a big game this weekend. Uh, I, you know, I, I would, I would ask if you'd be going, but uh, you got your, you got enough going on in your, in your, in your world going on with the New England Patriots. Back to five hundred. So, where, where do you think you guys, um, and you're taking on Indianapolis this week? So that's a big sure. game, obviously, for you guys to go sure. back above five hundred. Where, where do you think this, this journey can finish for the Patriots this year, Jabril? I mean, right. Right now, we just taking it game by game, week by week, day by day. You know, try to be better today than we were yesterday. Um, you know, we just gotta keep keep eliminating the bad football, <clears throat> keep running the football effectively. You know, stopping the run, covering these kicks, and you know, make make teams beat us instead of shoot us. You know, shooting ourselves in the foot. So, you know, we just gonna get back to the drawing board. You know, mm-hmm. they have great, okay. great ground game. You know. Jonathan Taylor speaks for himself. Um, so, you know, we have a big task ahead of us. Day by day. Did you did you get that from Belichick, that phrase? Because that sounds just like your coach. That sounds just like him, man. <laughs> just like him. All right, I don't want to get you in any trouble. Here's what you do. You'll just predict you're going to win the Super Bowl, and I will take that clip and send it to Belichick and scribble on the top, let him play offense. We can do that. <laughs> in the meantime, you keep doing what you're doing, Jabril. Go blue. Thanks for the time. That's it. Go blue. Right back at you. That's Jabril Peppers, the New England Patriots. He's a ball player, Christopher. I'm a big fan. You I'm glad be. he's with us. He's a good player, man. He can do a lot. I'd like to see him all over the field. What I mean, about be, offense? Uh, let's go. Let's go. Why not? Right? A couple plays a game. 
Give me a little jet sweep action. Something. I don't understand the trade that I just heard about. I'll be very honest with you. I don't get it. Did you see the compensation? I'm going to find out in a second. I didn't hear the compensation. And well, just, I'm gonna, gonna stop it's it's going to make you uh, wonder even more. <laughs> okay. Chris and I gasped. during the, Rich had no idea. And he's looking at us like, what's okay. happening? And I was like, oh, my God. Big trade to talk about. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the firing of Steve Nash to talk about. And there's the appearance of uh, Tony Hale in hour number three to talk about. Or mutually parting of ways. Uh, sure. I'm sorry. No, that's, just, I should have said that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to mutually talk sure to yet. Tony Hale? Well, Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to mutually part ways with the Roku channel for this break. <laughs> and then we will mutually reconvene on the other side. As of long it. as we come back. Oh, we're coming back. Good, good. What up, Roku Joe? Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Chicago Bears told Robert Quinn, we're done here. Roquan Smith. Oh, Robert Quinn. They told Robert Quinn, we're done here. Sent him to Philadelphia. And as a matter of fact, paid most of his salary to get that Uh fourth rounder, I think, back. And then they send Roquan Smith packing for two and a five. And now they have made a trade. And you're like, okay, who else are they giving away? No, they've acquired somebody on offense. And it's Chase Claypool from the Chicago Bears. And they flipped a second round pick in next year's draft for it. Now, hold on a second. I know there's a lot of folks who are going to be like, what are they doing in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. With this? I mean, I'm one of them. You are, you're not, <laughs> let me answer. Let me answer. Yeah, what are they doing? Let me answer. Let me answer. The second round pick they're sending, I'm assuming it's their own. It's currently 43rd overall. 
They also now have, because of Roquan Smith, Baltimore's, which is currently 57th overall. They've got a second-round pick. They got another one. It's not as good as the one they've just flipped. And you got to sit here and think, 43rd overall next year, let's just say that's where they do pick. Clearly, it could be better or it could be worse. They're hoping it's worse because that means they've won. But let's just say anywhere in the 40s currently in the draft next year, could they get somebody of Chase Claypool's talent? Maybe not. And you stick them out there with Justin Fields now and let's get that chemistry going. Let's go. But they only have him under contract for another year and a half. Fine. Fine. So let's get that half year going now and turn to Chase Claypool and say next year, you're, prove it, prove it, prove it. Or you extend him if you want. I don't know. Because you see enough in the first half year and you get some chemistry going here and you give Justin Fields some help. Now, but, you a, could start, but a second round pick there. You know what? That's a high pick. But hold on a second. There is some added benefit to it. What do you think right now? Packers fans are thinking they're freaking the F out. Yeah, they are. What do you think 12 <laughs> is thinking? What are we doing? Guess who currently, because if they traded the 43rd overall pick away, guess who currently is the 44th overall pick? Oh, I see it. Yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. And if you're sitting here and you wear a cheese head on your head and you're not named Sauce Gardner, and you're, you're a cheese head and you're sitting here saying, so the Bears flipped the 43rd overall pick for this kid and we don't think the 44th overall pick is worth it? Now... Brian Gutekunst in that scouting department may, may know some things that the Bears also know and don't care about, about Chase Claypool. And I'm not saying there's anything out there that's untoward or anything. But the Steelers just flipped him, and they got a young quarterback of their own. And the Bears took him. Like I said, makes no sense for now. But if they are building towards the future, who at 43rd overall has the skill set of Chase Claypool, and you could look across the college football landscape. They don't have to... They might have drafted a kid. Take a look at the kids that Aaron Rodgers has right now. Would they? Would he rather have another young kid at 44th overall or Chase Claypool? Yeah, now Christian, mm. Christian Watson right just now. got back and then left the game with a concussion. Well, hopefully on, he can be cleared and come night. back fast. But what a... I mean, so Hawkinson goes in division from the Lions to the... Vikings, not that the Packers need another tight end. I think Tunyon's terrific for, for, for Rodgers. And by the way, I'll just throw this out there. That was not offensive pass interference in Buffalo. The defender didn't have a very good position on Tunyon. And Tunyon and the defender did contact one another, but he kind of fell. At any rate, tight end's not their, their issue. They need receivers. And the Bears say, we got one of the best on the f- Trade market, and the Packers didn't. Yet, let that one sit in the fan base. But hey, at least I mean, they, they'll, they'll, they, they, they still have their second-round draft choice. They have to choice. get Cooks now, right? I don't know, but I, I, I think it would help them. <laughs> I think it would help them. We're just running out of receivers who are available. Again, I'm looking at Tampa and, the, and Green Bay. The two bays with their two GOAT 12s. Tampa... I feel has a better cast for Brady 
than the cast that Rodgers has for Green Bay, in Green Bay, and Brady and the Bucks. Location, location, location is much better than Green Bay's because Tampa's a ha- a game behind the first place team they've already beaten, and Green Bay's three games behind the first place team that's already beaten them. It's a problem. It's a major problem for Green Bay to make the playoffs from their current position. It's much easier for Tampa, even though I saw some signs in the loss for Green Bay that I liked a hell of a lot more than the signs that I saw in Tampa Bay's latest loss to to Baltimore. At least Rodgers got touchdowns, too, from his two young receiving core, Dobbs and Touré, and they, they, they have a run game that Tampa doesn't have. I would just love it if Green Bay played in the NFC South. I'd love their shot, but they don't. They play in the NFC North, and they're three games behind the Vikings, and they've already lost one. And you got to go, man. Get a receiver. How many times am I going to say this on either draft day or now trade deadline day about Green Bay? Unless they believe in what's in the building, but I, I can't imagine. I'd love a GoPro on 12 when he learned that Chase Claypool was trading. It wasn't to Green Bay. And it wasn't not only the Green Bay, but it was the Chicago. What? <laughs> we'll find out when he tells Pat. Is he on right now? It could today. be on literally on now. <laughs> I don't think he's on right now. Okay. I mean, this is his day, usually. Man, oh, man, oh, man. That's a wow. Well, that's a curveball I did not see coming. You had one where the Lions and Vikings make a trade with each other. And by the way, Irv Smith Jr. just got put on IR with an injury, so that's another reason why they went ahead and flipped so the draft choices in division to go get Hawkinson well, from Detroit. Well, Schefter said that he's out 8 to 10 weeks there with you a go. high ankle sprain. So you, I mean, nice move by the front office in Minnesota. And you guys were talking about Brandon Cooks earlier. I was just you know doing some Twitter searching. There's been about four different teams that he's been rumored to be traded to, and he has liked every one of the tweets. Yeah. There's a Cowboys tweet from yeah. Ed Werder that he liked. There's something about him going to the Rams that he's liked. There's something about him going to the Vikings that he's, he's out liked. out there liking tweets yeah, on trade just, rumors. He just wants <laughs> out. Apparently. He wants the Steve Nash plan. <laughs> just, I'm not going to be here. Mutual parting of the ways is what he wants. Hour three coming up. Oh, man. This is great. I love he's hitting the, that like button, huh? Yo, like he's 12 it. years old in, uh, in high school? Because my first thing was I saw Ed Werder <laughs> said something about no, the Cowboys needing a receiver, school. and then it was like, oh, Brandon Cook's like this. So I was about to like say something, and then I looked. I was like, oh, wait a minute. He liked the Vikings tweet, the Rams tweet, any tweet that would get him out of Houston. $18 million is a uh, is a heavy that's freight, a though. That's number, the problem. Man. And I'm sure they're telling Houston, we'll take him, but you got to pay for him. And I'm sure Houston's like, whatever. And as I told Albert Breer, they maybe they they can't get um, clearance from ownership on how much money to eat because Derrick Henry's not answering his phone. <laughs> you want to talk about someone really owning the team? <laughs> I love being on the air for this. I would dude. say that. I mean, how does? I mean, who, who Aaron Rodgers, the owner of the Bears, has to like this trade of <laughs> Chase Claypool. Yeah, right. Because you're helping out you're Justin helping, Fields now. It helps your bottom line. Yes, and way, you might as well get that chemistry going in actual games as opposed to figuring it out during the uh, training camp OTA season. I kind of dig the move for the Bears. So Chris, Al- Albert just tweeted that the the second round they're sending is the one they got from Baltimore. Okay, so it's even the lower one. Yeah, so they still so have they the turn, round. There you go. They turn Roquan Smith part of it into Chase Claypool. Into Chase Claypool. So it's just like he's not going to sign with us, 
So let's go ahead and, and get Justin Fields some help he using it. Roquan Smith. Yeah. And you still hang on to your own one. What what player can really claim ownership like, of another team more? Rogers or Derek Henry? There you go. Right, Derek Hour Henry, number right? three coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show.